This winter, Hulu and Disney Plus are better together in a brand new bundle. That's wicked. Wicked good. With titles like Disenchanted and Willow on Disney Plus. And Fleischman is in trouble. And welcome to Chippendales on Hulu. I love this place. All for just $9.99 a month. All of these and more now streaming. 18 and over only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply. See the DisneyBundle.com for details. Today is a new day. Today is the day that your voice will be heard. Today, you will learn more about how to escape from your captivity and become the amazing woman you were always meant to be. Welcome to your new life. My name is Dr. Ludie Green, and I am the host of the podcast Ending Domestic Abuse. Usually on this podcast, I interview a well-known expert in domestic violence and we answer your most important questions. This episode will be a little different. This episode is part of a new series. It's called One-on-One with Dr. Ludie Green. In these episodes, I'll be delving personally with you into topics about domestic abuse. We'll be talking about what you can do right now to get your life on the track to freedom and the life you deserve. This will be a shorter episode, but it will be just you and me. I want to spend these next 15 minutes talking with you, sharing stories, and giving you tools you need to succeed and break free of abuse. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back. Last time on one-on-one with Dr. Ludie Green, we talk about financial and economic abuse. I told you about the warning signs you need to watch out for when you are in an abusive relationship. I ask you if you have seen these warning flags, such as losing control, how your money is spent, loss of control or access to credit cards and bank accounts, not permitted to have a paying job outside the home, your partner keeping you in the dark on family finances. Expenses as well as income. If you are back to listen to part two of this financial literacy episode, chances are during part one, you may have answered no to some of many of those questions. Maybe someone you know or you yourself is in financial trouble with an abusive partner. Whether you're currently trying to protect your economic well-being from an abuser, working to get your finances back in control after escaping an abusive relationship, or just need to know more about financial literacy, you are in the right place. Worldwide, there's common gender gap in financial literacy. A 2017 survey found only 23% of women globally take charge of family long-term financial planning decisions. And this isn't only an older generational problem. The survey showed 56% of women aged 20 to 34 rely on their spouse for financial decision-making. I want to share with you the story of Janice, a young woman who I had a chance to meet through the nonprofit I founded in 2001 called Second Chance Employment Services. Janice was raised in a traditional home with a father who was a lawyer and a stay-at-home mother. Tall and attractive, she was in a stillness. 
even though her parents invested well in Janet's education and sent her to the best schools. At home, she was never encouraged or mentored in managing her personal finances. Since teenage years, she was a spender, ever wanting what her friends were buying. Her life dream, along with many girlfriends in her social circle, was to go to college and find a good catch, as she called it, a dashing young guy with means to provide support at her childhood economic level. In college, she was able to find her Prince Charming. He was captivating, wooed her with gifts to her to destination trips. And a couple of years after college, he proposed her and they had a fairy tale wedding. They started a family soon after marriage and Janice was very happy, living the storybook dream she always wanted until the unimaginable happened. Brian began criticizing her for not pulling her weight and contributing to the family. He withdrew access to her personal money and put her on a tight budget. She could not use the car to save on gas. She started taking continuing education courses to provide extra income to the home. When Brian learned of the training, he said her place was taking care of the children and now working outside the home. After that incident, he entrapped her in the house for a week. Janice turned to her parents for support. Her parents were not supported and said she should work through her financial problems with her husband. This story is just one of many that I have heard of women who became victims of domestic violence through economic abuse. Janice, after years of put-downs, humiliations, financial and mental abuse, ended up leaving her husband. Learning more about how to manage your finances is a journey, and it takes practice. This episode will focus on the basics of financial literacy for beginners. In future episodes, we will discuss more advanced topics like investing and starting a business, and we will hear from experts in personal economics and finance fields. For now, when we return from this short break, we will dive into how to build credit, how to open a bank account, and how to budget. Welcome back. You're listening to Ending Domestic Abuse Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ludi Green. As we discussed before the break, many women have little confidence in managing their own finances. We were not taught these skills in school. Many of us, growing up, saw our fathers taking the lead in family finances. We've been taught to doubt our financial skills. It is essential for everyone, especially young women, to know basic financial literacy. I'm here to tell you that you can start gaining control right now. No matter what age you are or how much your abuser is trying to control you, you're smart and strong. Let's start here. Figure out your financial standing. Know what money you have, how much money you owe, your expenses, and your earnings is key. You can download a PDF report of your outstanding debits and credit accounts for free from annualcreditreport.com. You can access any joint bank account with your own username and password. You can get copies of your tax returns and tax transcripts by asking your tax preparer or requesting copies of your tax returns and transcripts from the IRS. This can be done without your abuser knowing. When you know your financial situation, start to act. Change your password is possible. Create a secret and secure email that only you have access to. You can use this account to apply for jobs, get financial information. Open a new bank account in your name only. 
ask a trusted friend or family member if you can use their address to receive back statements or up to only receive email statements and account correspondence. Put aside any money possible into this account. This is your emergency fund. If you do not have access to any money, open a credit card in your name to use for emergency credit. Close any joint credit cards you find with zero balance. This may cause a small drop in credit score, but it can save you from a vengeful abuser accruing more debt. Whether you are in an abusive relationship and struggling with being completely financially dependent on your abuser, or whether you're a survivor who likes financial skills, do not panic. Well, it starts simple. Opening a bank account may seem daunting, but it really isn't. The first step is choosing which bank or credit union you want to use. Some things to keep in mind are account usage, restrictions, and fees. Try to avoid banks with monthly maintenance fees or look for ways to qualify for fee waivers. This can include setting up direct deposits, signing up for paperless statements, or keeping your account balance above a certain amount. Avoid overdraft fees. These are the fees that happen when your account balance runs too low. It can be around $35 for one failed transaction. You can avoid these fees by opting out or carefully keeping track of the money in your account. We will talk more about budgeting shortly. There are also ATM fees for withdrawing from another bank or foreign ATM. Make sure to consider your needs and review all the fees before choosing a bank. Local and regional banks tend to have fewer fees than big banks. Choosing an online bank can also reduce fees, but make sure you are comfortable with managing all of your banking online. To actually open an account, you can visit the bank in person or go to its website. Either way, you will need these items on hand, a government issue ID, your social security number, your physical and mailing address, and if it's required, an initial deposit. There are a few different account types to choose from. The most common are checking and savings accounts. Checking accounts are used for making payments and receiving direct deposits. Saving accounts earn interest. If you're opening your own account with little funds, it might be best to find an account with no or very low fees. It is also a good idea to sign up for text and email alerts to keep track of the money in the account. While you do not need a good credit score to open a bank account, having a bad credit can definitely affect many other areas of your life. Let's talk about building credit. If you are currently in or have survived an abusive relationship, you're probably dealing with poor credit. That is not entirely your fault. You can begin to build credit by opening a credit card account, particularly one with a low spending limit. If you pay off your charges right away and pay the balance in full every month, you will build credit. A good credit score shows you're responsible and reliable with money. If you already have negative credit, it might be difficult to get a regular credit card. There are two strategies of building credit in lieu of obtaining a regular credit card. First is to get a secure credit card. These cards are connected to a savings account and usually have a spending limit based on that amount. You can build credit on this card in the same way. However, not all lenders report these kinds of cards to credit reporting companies. Another option is to find a trusted friend with good credit and become an authorized user on their credit card. This could raise your credit and might even benefit your friend in awards 
and third-party points earned based on car usage activity. A second strategy to building your credit is to pay down personal debts. Paying off student loans or paying on time every month can build credit. You can also ask if your on-time rent payments and utility payments can be added to your credit reports. As you build credit, here are some things to avoid. Applying for multiple credit cards in a short time period. This will lower your credit score as it indicates frequent denial of credit applications. Leaving yourself vulnerable to fraud by not keeping track of your cards, passwords, or information. And not managing your credit and debt well because you don't follow a budget. The third financial basic is establishing a budget. Viewed by many as the most important resource on your journey to achieving financial independence. A budget informs us where we are and where we need to be for breaking free from financial abuse. Use a spreadsheet application such as MS Excel to create a budget or write by hand. If one does not have a computer, this numbers management application can be accessed generally go to public library. First, enter major monthly expenses. This can include rent, car, payments, groceries, utilities, student loans, childcare, and many more. This will document fixed expenses. These are the same every month. You will also enter major variable expenses. Variable expenses are estimated on a monthly average and include expenses such as food, utilities, toiletries, etc. It is in variable expenses where savings can be found and expenses lowered, freeing up money to suck away in the personal bank account. For example, you can spend less on groceries by looking out for grocery deals and coupons. One can prepare meals at home instead of eating out or walking to the store with a carrying cart instead of driving to save gas. These expenses can add up quickly and if minimized can contribute quickly to a bank savings account. After you figure out the total cost of your monthly expenses, document your monthly income. Ideally, your income will be higher than your expenses. In this case, try to follow the 50-30-20 budget, 50% of your budget on essentials, 30% on non-essentials, and 20% on savings and debt repayments. If your income is less than your expenses, you may need to adjust your variable expenses or even your fixed expenses. Once you have a budget, the difficulty is sticking to it. Here are some quick tips to avoid overspending. First, use cash instead of cards for your monthly expending. Small charges on cards that don't seem like a lot at the time cannot up fast. Try taking a small amount of cash out of your account weekly or every two weeks to control how much you spend. Only pay with a credit card if you will have the money to pay it off by the end of the month. If you're a chronic overspender, figure out your spending triggers. What emotions or situations lead you to spend more money? Make food at home, as just mentioned before. Taking charge of your finances can be your pathway to freedom from the tyranny of your abuser. Take those first small steps right now. No matter what your situation is, the power of money means power over your life. It means power over your future. You're smart, you are determined, and you can manage your finances to the life you deserve. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I'm asking you to help spread awareness of the podcast. Please give us a five-star rating. Just as important, leave a comment to let us know what you think of this new segment and suggest new topics. If you have 
any questions or need help for an abusive relationship, don't delay. We want to hear from you now. Contact us at our hotline, 202-643-2327. That's 202-643-2327. Or go to our website, www.ludigreen.com. See you at our next show. In the meantime, be safe and blessings. 